What's up, Joes? And a welcome to a special Swapcast episode of After the Bell and the Full Heel Podcast Recap. Jeff Shanahan and Raphael Chadez back with you live on YouTube. What, up, what is going on, Full Heel Podcast Army? Let me tell you something, brother and average Joes Army. Goddamn right. the mega powers get together, brother, who knows where we're going to end up? The stratosphere, the ionosphere. Riding on the red and yellow Harleys. We're going to ride through this on our fucking red and yellow Harleys, bro. All the way through. Woo! Woo! We're live on YouTube for the Average Joes. Um, I didn't post it on the page. I wish I should have. I posted it on Full Hill Podcast page. Should have posted it on the other. I can... uh... I can share the link from the Full Hill Podcast page on the Average Joe's right now. Well, uh, let me give you the actual, um, because I think it's a closed group. Let me give you the actual link. Yeah, send me the link real quick. Actual live stream link. That way we can get as many people as we can in on this fucking USC 223 breakdown, because this was a fucking card, dude. Imagine if we had the original card. Oh, my God. Shit myself. I would have shit myself with happiness. If Ryan wouldn't have fucked us all out of a night of amazing fights. Way to go, Ryan. Then you didn't even show up to take your atonement. That that's a true gypsy. That is a true gypsy. It's a true motherfucking gypsy. He 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 couldn't even show up to take his atonement. So um what would you grade this card even though with all the fallout and everything? I I'd give it an A plus, dude. I was going to say, I'd give it a, 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 a high B, low A. High it's, B, low A? Yeah, high B, low A. Um, I, I would even go maybe even just like a solid A, but I, I probably low B. Or high B, sorry, high B, low A. It was a good card. Really good card. It's, um, I guess let's just fucking, well, before we dive right into it, look at what I got. I want It's a special occasion. Oh! I wanted to roll a little cannon just because uh, you like rolling little cannons all day. Look at you. So I never met you. I didn't give you a warning, so if you don't have one, I your face, brother. I don't heel. have one because I've, I, 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 I've smoked like seven or eight joints tonight. So Yeah. I, oh, you're, yeah, damn. I didn't even think about that because you, uh, you had like a, a fight companion. Yeah, I had the, I had the boys over for, for fight night. Yeah, I missed that, but you know what? I'm kind of liking watching the fights by myself again. I'm not going to lie. I actually have time to focus on the fights, take my notes. I was scoring them before, but now I get to really, really score them and actually write down why. So let me tell you something, brothers. You guys fucked up because I'm fucking falling in love with watching the fights by myself again. Ah, uh, suck it. Um, I'm- and then I'm super excited for doing this now. So, Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. My heart, my heart, my heart's beating. Man. Well, I'm super excited. I got to make this bitch up. I don't, I don't have a joint, but I, I got a little fucking glob of some fucking little, oh, Ur- God damn. little Earl. Damn, goddamn. Little Earl for the YouTubes. Nothing. I'm not gonna get too coffee, but coughing too much with this whole joint because I was packing and packing it. I don't know what your technique is, but I kind of took it. Well, I kind of do it. I do know what your technique is, so I kind of took it. Just roll the fatty and left the, the ends kind of loose, stuff yep. the filter in one of those, and then just crammed it, crammed it, crammed it with like a uh, flat end nail. Yep. Just sealed it up, and um, I'm, I'm probably going to do a tutorial online for people that want to learn how to roll joints and uh, want to learn it from Donkey Tron. Even though I'm not the best, it's a pretty, it's a pretty solid joint. Dude, let's do one when I come down. Let's do one together. I got two cameras. I can focus one on you, focus one on me, just like this. Bro, let's do a fucking joint. Let's do a joint rolling tutorial. We got what else oh. do we got to do on Friday and Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I'm down for that shit, dude. All right, I'm gonna move my mic real quick. Take a little, take a little dab for YouTube. Ah, yeah, yeah, yep. But uh, yeah, so thanks a lot for joining us. I think we should get. Right into it because it was a. It was a hell of a card. It was a hell of a card. Do you wanna? I guess 
Do you want to get sp- back? <laughs> you want to start at the end, or do you want to start at the beginning? Where you where you want to kick well, it off? I, at? I, I guess we should just start at the Khabib Akinza, but I was thinking we should kind of give like a little backstory, just because I haven't talked about it on a full heel podcast, and just to yeah. for people that don't know what's going on and the well, what's happened with the card and what's falling apart and why we got what we got at the end. Well, I mean. Essentially, it all boils down to it's Ryan Dempsey's fault. All of it. That gypsy, bro. The gypsy. gypsy magic. Ryan put the fucking gypsy curse, aka the Dempsey death touch, on the fight or on the card, and then so Easter Tony gets hurt. Uh, Max is in on six days notice. On six days notice, having to lose twenty six pounds. Coming off an uh, ankle injury. Yeah, coming off of uh, off of an injury. <laughs> And then Thursday, well, I guess Tuesday. Tuesday, you get the uh, the dust up with Habib and Artem, which sparks off Thursday's fucking melee where Connor and twenty of his boys crashed the Barclays Center and uh, tried to get to the bus that Habib was on. Connor threw the uh, through the dolly through the window, uh, shattering it and glass cutting. Yeah, he cuts up Chiesa. Did you hear that the glass actually went into Ray Borg's eyes? Yeah, it went into his eye. Laceration. Yep. Yep. And, and then cornea or some crazy shit. Yeah. So glass in his eye. Chiesa gets cut in the head. Both off the card. Uh, Artem gets tossed from the card because of his involvement. So, so when it comes down to it, we lost Khabib, Tony, Khabib, Halloway. Um, then we lose Kiesa Pettis. Uh, Kiesa Pettis. Then we lose Borg Moreno. Felder Al. Al moves up. And then we lose Borg Moreno because of the Connor incident again. Then we lose Artem versus uh, Bruce Leroy. Yep. We lose that one because cool. So just like a shitstorm of events for 223. Well, and which... then, and then uh, we're leaving out that. Uh... Originally, the fight was offered to Anthony Pettis, but allegedly Pettis wanted more money than the UFC was willing to offer him, so he said should've no. Should have just taken it. Should have just taken it. You're right. Should have just taken it. And and you know, big ups to Ally Aquinta for for doing it, and, and even bigger respect, in my opinion, to uh, to Habib to being <laughs> down, just being down to fight whoever. <laughs> <laughs> and man, respect to <coughs> fucking joint. Man, respect to Al for putting on the performance. Yeah. Well, he got beat up, but you know it was gonna happen. I thought it was gonna be a fit. <laughs> he showed some things, though. I mean, he was able to stuff some takedowns. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it kind of left the question mark again. It kind of left the bigger like. A bigger opening now that we, we're kind of like, oh shit! Like, what happens if Tony didn't pull out his fucking knee? What happens if Tony was in there? But, because Al was able to get up, he just wasn't able to stop the initial takedown itself. But how much can you attribute that to not really knowing your opponent? If he doesn't know <laughs> Al's tendencies as far as it, like it, the way he circles, you know, things that would cue up off to take a shot. Do you think? Uh... Do you think Khabib really trains that a lot? I don't think he necessarily goes off of that. Like, right away, he shot, and Al kind of stuffed it right away. The second shot, he he got away from it, and he grabbed the ankle. They, they weren't really set up at all. He was just more going for the grab. Like, I think, But I think you formulate a game plan when, you're, when you know your opponent and you spend a good portion of your training camp training for them or even more than, you know, what? Oh, 24 hours, 20 some odd hours, 28 hours, 30 hours, whatever it was, you know, between before the fight. Like, I don't know. I think some of that makes a little bit of a difference because you learn tendencies of people and you learn in in, in Al's case, you know, which, which way he's going to circle and how, you know, watching his footwork and knowing if he, if he crosses his feet when he's circling that's the time you take the shot when his feet are crossed because it's uh, he's off balanced or when he's going to try off you know just just different things that you learn about tendencies 
I mean, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from from Al stopping the takedowns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that was great, but I, I I just wonder how much because I mean Habib was just you're, like you said he was just diving in for takedowns. It wasn't yeah because like I think he was that's just powering not, through them at first. And but that's not of, his normal thing though. Yeah. I mean he he sets them up a lot more. It's not just wild diving out from nowhere trying to get single legs. I think I think those setups came more from him being able to get it to the cage and him grappling on the cage, and it's more of a a steady stream. I don't think Al was letting necessarily that happen, him getting against the cage. And I get you those tendencies, but I think necessarily Khabib just comes in to wrestle heavy. He knows he's not going to knock you out, but he knows his striking is good enough to defend himself, but to get in there and penetrate and get through the dis- to get through the distances that he needs in order to grapple. But that's what I mean about knowing your opponent's tendencies as far as their footwork and stuff goes, not even for striking and countering, but for him to set up these takedowns. It, it, no, I, I get you, but I, I just don't think that plays a lot of role into what Khabib brings to the table. I think his is just, I'm going to come in and wrestle. And I, and I get you, those, like, he, he probably did look at those tendencies, but I don't think those would have made much of a factor, like him looking at tape. I think it was just him coming in, going for the takedown, and like he would have done against Tony. Yeah, but he spent a he's he's spent a shit ton of time training for Tony. The fight they've they've supposed to fight four times. So, I mean, how many hours of training camp and preparation and stuff like that is has he spent on Tony's on game planning for Tony? Just like Tony has done for game planning for Habib. I think the more interesting thing would have been how much Al would have done better with a more improved game plan, like a more time to improve his game plan. Because we know what Habib was going to do. It was all about. But we know what Al was going to do, too. Al well, doesn't necessarily when you have such a, a power heavy guy in wrestling. You kind of have to adjust your style to be like shit, like oh, fuck it. But he's the po- I, I... but he's a power shot guy. Like that's what his striking is. He's not. He's not a precision guy. He's, he's fucking power and speed. <laughs> I, I don't know what we're trying to get at. I don't case. either. I I don't know how much difference it would have made for Al. I, I think Al would have benefited a lot more than Habib would have. That's what I'm trying to get at. I don't think Habib would have benefited. I don't think Habib benefited too much from any tape he would have uh, looked at. I think Al would have had a lot better chance of benefiting whatsoever from looking at tape. Well, I mean, Al was already training for a ground-and-pound heavy fighter. That's Felder. I mean, Felder is, you know, ground-and-pound you out and try to get the submission. Yeah, but, like, again, I don't know what we're arguing because tendencies, Khabib has a lot different tendencies than a normal wrestler, like, that what uh, Felder would have would have brought to the table. I don't know. I don't. I don't think their tendencies are are a huge amount of. I mean, they they do have different you know takedown setups and stuff like that. But I'm saying though, like Al was training f- already for for a guy that has a similar style as Habib, where Habib was training first for a guy who has great boxing and great jujitsu, but isn't a power striker like Al, and then he switched to a completely different style with Max. I think I think it was I don't know I don't even know where I'm going with this because I'm really stoned. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't know I don't know either. I just think Al would have benefited more from a, more time than Habib would have benefited from the more time given to to have this fight. Just because I think Al had to alter his style, and Khabib didn't alter his style. Khabib just would have altered his takedown style like how he was going to come in with a takedown al had to figure out how to get away from the takedowns how to get out of there and then how to implement his, that's his okay so that's what i was saying he was already training for that kind of fight anyway though where habib wasn't training for somebody who was Al's style that's where i think it would have benefited him having more time because he wasn't he wasn't training for somebody in that style 
of the way that Al fights where the opposite where Al was training for somebody who's trying to take him down a lot and is is a ground and pounder. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is Habib wasn't going to change the style whatsoever for anybody. Like, But neither did I, Al didn't have to change his game plan for his fight much either, though, is what I'm I, saying. Because I he was he already would've. fighting for something. I think he would have because, like I said, the wrestling styles differ a lot. This was a Sambo-heavy style versus a regular... MMA style. It's the same, but the, but essentially it's the same. They they do the same things. Felder tries to take him down, control on the ground, and ground and pound him out to get to a submission. Habib takes you to the ground, holds you there, punches you in the face until you give up your back or you give up a Kimura. Like it's 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 very similar. Habib is just much more dominant at what he does. But as far as far as game planning, stop a takedown, get off the ground, don't give up your back. Like it doesn't really change much from one to the other. It's just when Habib's coming, okay, now I gotta know that it's not I'm not gonna have an easy time getting up. I'm going to have to work harder. So the in that in that aspect, yeah, a little more training time would have would have probably but it wouldn't I don't think it would have made any difference because Habib is just that dominant on the top. I'm still confused, Jeff. So, I don't know where we're going with this. I don't either. <coughs> I don't even. I don't know. I don't even know where we are right now. <laughs> we're Khabib uh, Al Al Quinta. That's where we're at. <laughs> but, um, um, Al had a lot of. Success. Well, not a lot of success, but that's where he was having the success. The first minute of every round, and I think it started getting longer as the fight get. But like, even that wasn't enough. Khabib was outlanding him every round. He was getting the takedowns. But as as the rounds went on, I think uh, I think Al learned how to stop the takedown. And then, well, it was I think a combination of that and Khabib getting tired. Yeah. But it was a different fight after the third round. And then he kind of just took him down in the fifth again and relied on winning the fifth by that. But he did outstrike him, and I, I didn't see I didn't see any rounds go towards uh, Ayakinta. He did look stronger after the third, so in the fourth and the fifth, because he was stuffing a lot more of the takedowns and he was landing a lot more punches, but still getting outstruck by Khabib. Right. He he had some good shots and and like you said, being being able to show that he can stop the takedowns and tire Habib out that way by making him work harder to try to get them. But it just no matter what he did, it wasn't enough. Habib was still out striking him and eventually found the way to get him to the ground. Yeah, it was always inevitable. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. But now it sucks even more that we didn't get Tony versus Khabib. Because what happens if he would have been able to stuff the takedown early on and we would have been able to see that fucking that uh that striking exchange between both of them. I think he would have gotten take takedowns, but I think this guy's ground game with sweeps and uh submission attempts, I think it would have been a lot more heavy than um this guy. I think he would have been able to get up a lot more. I think he would have been able to take advantage of that. Especially Connor getting or Connor could be getting tired later on. Yeah. If 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 it would have yeah, if it would have gone that way. Um, I think Tony would have had the cardio advantage. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see because it definitely took it it was definitely it, it was it could have been a different fight after round three. Especially someone with a higher skill set as a guy like Tony. And that's why it was such a fucking the only wanted fight to see. The only thing is, is, the question is, though, is that would Tony be able to take advantage of that? Because I, I don't know if the areas where Habib's going to get Tony to the ground are going to be advantageous to him because he's he's good off of his guard. Uh-huh. And you know, in his guard, he can he can either you know hit you with triangles, 
like you did against Kevin Lee or elbows into triangles and stuff like that if you're resting. But how much time did he spend in Ally Quinta's guard? Well, Ally Quinta was he was giving his back a lot and he was causing scrambles, which you have to do in order to give uh, to get up. You can't be on your back and get up. It's really hard, especially when the guy's in your guard. So Al was doing the right thing. He almost got choked out a lot, and he had a lot of squeezes uh, above his chin. They, they, they weren't sunk in, but that's right. because he was scrambling and giving up his back. But yeah, that's no, that, that was the only way to get up. But, I think Tony using his sweeps and attacks, not necessarily just going like, "I'm going to submit you." It's I'm going to attack you to get up. I think I think it would have been a lot more interesting. But we haven't seen Tony. In a position where somebody is that in that much of a dominant control position, like I said, yeah, no, you, I, it would have been interesting to see, though. Oh, it would have been interesting to see, but I don't know how he would have reacted because his power and and control, his his ability to sweep, all of that comes from his guard and, and half guard position, and it that we barely saw Habib in half guard much because he was always passing either straight onto the legs and climbing up in the mount or very quickly transitioning into side control before trying to get into the mount, and that's where the scrambles happen. I just wonder if you eliminate yourself from that power position of Tony's on the bottom where either – because, I mean, the, the the two biggest places for him is is in the front headlock series where he can get his Darces or, or um, you know, whatever his front, his front headlock chokes. Or out of his guard. I just I don't know. I think I think Habib has shown time and time again that if he gets you onto the ground like that, it's it's gonna be very hard for you to to not give up your back. No, I, I agree, but I think Tony. I think that's gonna. I think Tony's gonna use that. I think he knows that you have to give up your back in order to get up. I think he's going to play around, and if he can't get the submission, I think he, he's going to work on getting up. And I think he, I think he'll do a better job than, than I can. I think he has a better skill set. That's why I'm interested in seeing that fight. Like that fight has to be made. I don't think there's any other fight. Well, I mean, there's Habib and Connor. Well, Connor's got to figure out his legal shit. Yeah, but they got till September. Russia's not till September. And Habib's already talking about not fighting until November, so. Like I brought up, it's not going to be anytime soon because he's got Ramadan coming up. Mm -hmm. So that's, what, almost a a good solid month. Where he's not going to train or anything, then he's got to get back into fight shape. Who knows how long Tony's going to be out for. That's, yeah, with that that's blown out the, knee. Well, I think that's the fight that's going to be made. I think Tony recovers from the blown out knee. This guy comes back from Ramadan. Because uh, it's not completely detached. So I think not with the stem cell rejuvenation bullshit. I thought it was completely I thought it was completely No, I think, I think they say it's like hanging on by a sliver. Oh, because, yeah, but, everything I had heard was was they were saying that it was completely detached from the bone. Okay, well, I don't know. You might be right. But, but that was that was like I'm, Monday, so that was before he got his. Okay, well, I, I think I heard it from Eddie Bravo. I'm not sure, from uh, when he was on Joe Rogan. That's when I heard he said. That's when he said it was like completely gone, because that's why the, they wouldn't let him fight. Tony Thing was on the MMA Hour too. I don't know exactly where I heard it, but he was on the MMA Hour. But I, I could be wrong. I smoke a lot of pot. But if it is attached by a sliver and they can do stem cell, I think it'll be faster than than having to go in there and actually, I don't know, give him a new one from a fucking cadaver or take one out from his ankle, put it up there. Well, I don't, uh, I don't know if they have because the 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 LCL and the MCL, I, I believe. I, I don't or... know how that works. I don't. I... Well, that like the LCL generally, like it's a re- it regenerates on its own. Or, or or something like that, as long as it's not completely torn from the bone. It's like the same thing with the. I think it's the MCL can re, can regenerate and and fix itself without surgery. 
like the ACL and the PCL meniscus when they tear, you gotta you gotta get surgery. But I don't know what they do with. The, I mean, I don't know what the surgical procedure is when with a, if the LCL tears from the bone. But if he's got to have surgery, if he can't do stem cell therapy, then yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while before he's even gonna be able to start training or you know going back to normal walking. Yeah, but then, if you're trying to do Russia in September, is Habib and Tony gonna sell? Do you care about selling? Do I care about selling? No, but I'm not in the fight business. I'm not in debt four billion dollars to. Yeah, but that fight needs to be made, and if they're gonna keep, if they're gonna keep doing this with Connor, then they're saying it's all right for him to keep doing the bullshit that he did that he's doing. They need to punish him. They need to make. Khabib versus Tony, and you need to put your animosity aside for Tony. It has too. nothing to do with animosity, bro. Hey, it's hey, it's hey, hey, no. That fight needs to be made. I'm not the, saying I, it doesn't Connor need to, to be made. Connor needs to be punished by the legal system and by the UFC and suspended for a lengthy amount of time. But these guys need to be champion. Let Connor let it sting a little bit, and then let him come back eventually. You're I'm not saying kick him off forever. But you're not sitting in the position of of being in debt four billion dollars. And not having hardly any gross over the last almost two complete years because your biggest star hasn't fought, and you're only you've only had what two two million dollar pay per view buys. I don't even know oh, if yeah, Jones. No, you're you're one hundred percent right. I'm sitting from my where I want I want that fight. I'm speaking. I'm speaking about on their part because they're the ones they're, that are making these fights. They're the ones get their money, but they're not. They're, they're they're looking to make a big payday. If they're going to Russia, they're looking to make a huge payday. Huge payday. And what's the bigger payday? Tony and Habib, the fight that's fallen apart four times. And there's zero guarantees it's going to happen. To be honest, I think you test out Tony and Khabib first, and then you see what the market is and then because you know connor and uh khabib's gonna sell out let's see how much stars so what do you need to try to make this fight again for to test the market if you know it it has already fallen apart four times get your cash cow make your money then you can go play with tony and and habib no i'd rather have connor punished for what he's doing if i'm telling you if you if if the ufc does not make a precedent right now you're saying whatever Conor McGregor does is is okay with is okay. He runs the UFC. What precedent did they set Conor with John? He he already we already know he runs the UFC. Everybody knows that. They know that he knows that. There's not really there by trying to punish him outside of what the athletic commissions do. You're just hurting yourself and you're hurting your business. And for them, it's about money, man. Regardless, of, I, I'm not I talking look, about right and wrong. Looking at the short race right here, though, the, the, how long are you going to keep putting your chips into Conor McGregor's pot? As much as he keeps <laughs> making you money, that's the that's that that's the factual part of it. the the purest The purest about MMA and me aside, looking at it from the business perspective of it, it's as much as his money as much as his fucking brand lines your pockets with money. It, 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 that's what it's about because they're four billion dollars in debt, and they. Ba- I, I, I I think you're, I I think you're sinking your your ship by do by giving him the fight. He already has Conor McGregor promotions, and you're going to tell him it's all right to keep doing what you're doing. Then you're going to have to give him stake in the UFC, and then and then the UFC's done. That's Are it. they? I mean, did did Golden Boy Promotions kill boxing? Did well, did well, money? Well, did, you, we only have one cash cow, so they have to put all their eggs in that basket. Right and now they do. Off. Right now they do what, only what have one cash cow, and and another and another one that's coming back. Because they're they're telling him you can take off whenever the fuck you want by giving them this power. What do you do? Do do you do you? Kick him out of the the UFC? Do you get rid of him? Bellator snatches him up the next day, 
or Vince McMahon takes him, which is your other competition. No, like I said, you punish him. And if he leaves, he leaves. Fuck it. You you have other guys that can fight. But not other it's not about who can fight. It's about who can make you money. No, I understand that. They're not making me money, Jeff. But they're <laughs> they're worried more worried about attracting no, I understand big that. Fights. I don't care about that. I, I really don't care about that. And that's I, fine. I understand I, that. I understand that. I understand that. you're playing devil's advocate, but like, I... They don't care. They want to make money. That's it, yeah, dude. But guess, but guess what happens? You're going to make your money, and then you lose your core base. I'm going to stop buying these fights. I'll go over to Bellator. I mean, that's that's a choice you can make, but I don't think it's going to really affect it because people are still going to watch every time he fights. And in continuing to, to, to build off of him, they keep making new stars. And when Nate Diaz finally decides to poke his head around and come back out to fight, that's going to draw a bunch of people back to watch. The UFC has the power to punish him. They have the superstars and they have the people to put it in place. But what are they going to do to him, man? What what kind of punishment are they going to give him? Suspe- like I said, suspend him and let these guys trot around with a belt while he's suspended for like six months after after his legal stuff. Not right now while his legal stuff is going on and he can serve it while his legal shit is going on. Even Okay, after. so even if you suspend him for six months, he fights in, the fight's supposed to take place in September. So you got... May, June, July, August, September. That's five months. They're not going to suspend him for six. They may give him four or three. But they're not well, going to they're not going to take away that payday. I know they're not, but they should. Because I'm telling you, that they're, they're fucking themselves in the ass. They already fucked themselves in the ass by doing nothing to John Jones. At that point, you can't fucking stand by John Jones after all of his bullshit. And then try to set a precedent with Conor McGregor. You fucked up as an organization all the way back there. I I got a counter. The the John Jones shit happened half and half. You have now this happening under this new company. The new company is pretty much established. They have to set a precedent now. And I know the the precedent is money, but you can't have Conor take over the company. It's their company. It's too late. Connor already took over that company. He prints the money for the UFC. It's too late. And it's you like I said, if you didn't set the precedent with punishing John Jones, Connor McGregor is not gonna be the dude they're gonna start that with. It sucks, but it's factual. That it's not gonna be the dude. And if they do, it's going to be a slap on the wrist suspension. To go along with all of his legal. They already stripped him. He doesn't have a title anymore. Habib's got the championship. Now it's about Connor serving his penance and coming back to fight for his title. And then you get to sell the story of the redemption and the comeback and fucking coming for his belt. Habib fighting in his home country. And it just sells a million plus pay-per-views. Plus the fucking whatever hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars they're going to get in the gate at, in Russia. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm saying I, I think he needs to be punished because ultimately they're letting him take over and over and over. And they're saying it doesn't matter. Even if they do suspend him, though, it's not going to be anything lengthy. It's going to be a slap on the wrist. And yes, we already have we already have top notch fighters jumping over to Bellator. Do you think fighters are going to be all right with getting cut in the face, potentially losing eyesight because they let this guy take over? Yeah, because they're going to get a nice fat lawsuit check. And, and how long before they jump over? Yeah, they're going to get paid, and then they jump over after a year or two, and it's going to keep happening. How many more fighters are going to look towards Bellator? Because they're giving money and they don't have people taking over there. I don't know, man. There's plenty of people that the grass isn't greener on Bellator's side either. So it 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 this is it, it is what it is, man. Like I mean, 
I'm I, I'm with you in your opinion of it, but the the trying to to look at it from that kind of angle is just gonna make you angrier. I just try to accept that the business is what it is now, and it, I, it, I it, 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 it's all about me, brother. I, I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on today. I'm not coming at you in any way. But coming at me hard, Jeff. I'm not coming at you hard. No, because I get it. I get your devil's advocate point, but I, I don't care. I, this is what I want to see, and I'm gonna eventually. I'll jump over to Bellator, and but, I don't. And we're Bellator's, getting, we're getting, but Bellator's as big of a circus. Why? Because they're putting on fights that are old. Are old guys fighting? I read, I'll, I'll see old guys fighting. It's nostalgic. I watch the WWE, dude. I fucking watch Hulk Hogan face fucking Sting. I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll watch this shit. You're but a pro wrestling. Stuff. You're a pro wrestling fan who's coming down on Conor McGregor's antics. Yeah, because this is real life. I'm not disagreeing with you, but they're yeah, not. Yeah. They're not going to do anything to him. No, if, I, I know that. I know that. But they should. I'm saying they should. All I'm saying is they should. I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but it's should. not It's not going to happen. He's not going to be the one they start a precedent with. Because, again, money makes the fucking world go round. If not with Connor, then with who? If you, if you don't do it with Connor, then you can't do it with anybody. Because, like I said, if you do it with Connor, then it shows everyone. Like I said, no. what, what have you been saying, Jeff? What, what have you been saying in, in your personal, in your job? Know your worth. Right. And that motherfucker knows his worth. Yeah, Connor knows his worth. What happens when all your fighters start moving over to fucking Bellator and you don't have a card to put on besides Connor McGregor and th- that's all. Connor McGregor versus somebody else. I mean, let's let's not pretend like the entire fucking roster is going to jump ship to Bellator. That's but never going to happen. Little by little, if, if he's already cut dudes in the face. Like, he's putting people in danger, dude. And the UFC is going to let it happen. And they're going to keep letting it happen. That's why I'm saying they need to put you don't. You don't think Michael Chiesa, besides their lawsuit money, you don't think Michael Chiesa and Ray Borg are going to get sorted out by the UFC? You don't think that they're going to fucking throw some cash in their pocket for what happened? I'm not saying they're not, but I'm not saying it. Exactly. I, I, so they're gonna I, get they're gonna get overly compensated for for losing out on the fight and the money they would have lost, plus a fat lawsuit check. And being blind, fine. Well, potentially, he could have gone blind. True. But okay, so Ray Borg, so Ray Borg quits. The 125 pound division's hanging on by a fucking thread anyway. But I'm saying more and more fighters are going to start looking at this if you let him get away with this. Or more and more fighters are going to look at it like, damn, I need to start fucking producing and making money like that so that I can do whatever the fuck I want. Some guys are looking at it from a completely different angle, man. Because the thing is, to the UFC, if you're not producing money for them, they don't... Yeah, but you know what I say to those guys, Jeff? Fuck you. That's what I say to those guys. Okay. I don't know what you want me to do with that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just giving you my opinion. You're giving me someone else's opinion. What do you want me to do? Like, I don't know. I'm you're coming at me. Up. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. You're yelling at me like I'm the UFC brass. Well, you're coming at me as a UFC brass, cocksucker. What do you want me to do? I'm not. I'm not coming at you. I am just presenting a different point of view. The UFC's point of view. Well. You're coming at me. See? I'm not, com- I'm not coming at you because you're screaming fuck you at me. Well, no, because apparently that's not your point of view. I'm saying that to whoever's point of view that was. <laughs> apparently, it's not your point of view. So, if it, is, but if it is point of view, fuck you. But right? even, but, but even in my presentation of somebody else's point of view, I All haven't right. said fuck you to you. 
You're being a little aggressive, man. You got a little Dempsey in you. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. It's you, just because you don't usually come at me with this devil's advocate. I always play devil's advocate. It's what I've always know. done. I don't know. I've I've been doing this devil's advocate bit on this show from its inception. I don't know. <laughs> inception. This is the first time maybe you've had such a strong opinion on the opposing view. But I always play devil's advocate. I get where you I'm get where you're coming from and I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Well, well see here's the thing. I don't know where you're coming from. I know I get your devil's advocate point, so I don't know where to go from here. Like, I don't me personally my opinion, but that, like, me me personally honestly I don't really care either way. Like it, it's not I'm not that upset about the whole situation. I mean, I think other people getting hurt that weren't involved in the situation sucks and it's really fucked up. And it sucks that we lost fights because of it, but the actual actions of it itself, I, I, whatever. Like, I, it's. I guess you sh- it's a lesson. Don't fuck with somebody's friend when they're a fucking crazy Irish person because we're nuts. That that's not the lesson. The lesson is you should be punished for breaking the law. But what about punished for doing it at work? What about what about Habib's involvement in it? Like everyone's fucking going at Connor about it. But Habib started the whole situation between him and Art. Between him and Artem. Between him and Artem, going where's Connor? Where's Connor? When when you and, and a group of your friends circle up on one dude and then start talking a bunch of shit, trying to start shit, and then asking where's Connor? Where's Connor? That is that's fucking that's taking a lighter to a fucking fuse and trying to start a situation. Mm. Whether the reaction is wrong or right, they did that trying to get a reaction. I I get that he ignited the thing, but that that reaction is does not warrant any anything whatsoever like that. He went up to him and he asked him, "Yeah, where's Connor? Where's Connor?" But he asked him like a fucking man. Where's Connor? Was it really like? Was it really like a man though? When you when a bunch of you and a bunch of dudes circle up on one guy? He didn't throw a fucking dolly at him. He didn't fucking try to throw objects at him for asking him where Connor was. But but it's not being a man when you and a bunch of your boys go fucking trying to trying to punk a dude. They could have easily just swarmed him like they easily do all the time. Sure, they could have easily swarmed him, and then Habib would have lost his biggest fucking fight by throwing a punch in a hotel room. But they still went there to try to act tough and punk out fucking Artem. I don't know the whole situation. They could have just run into each other. But to me, when when he's like, where's Connor, where's Connor? Like I said, they could have easily swarmed him. Where's Connor? Where's Connor? They kind of did Connor. Eat, swarm him. No, I by swarm him, I mean attack him. What did Connor do? Connor came and attacked. Connor didn't come and say, hey, where's Khabib? You guys stay back there or behind me. Don't jump in. Connor came in with his guys knocking over stuff, throwing stuff, multiple guys doing it, and attacking multiple people. They even attacked security guards. As a reaction to what was started in the first place. What, asking where's Connor? To me, if you put those situations side to side. But you're just just focusing on him saying where's Connor. It's the entire action of it. You know what the fuck he was trying to do. Yeah, he was intimidating him. Right. You're setting. He didn't even have to do that. That that situation in itself could have been avoided. And the whole thing would have never fucking popped off. Habib took it upon himself to go and start that situation. Whether whether he anticipated that kind of reaction or not aside, because that reaction was not the fucking right way to handle it and the right reaction. But hey, whatever. He's a crazy fucking Irish person. You don't fuck with his friends and family. But 
from the jump, that situation didn't even need to happen because Habib and his crew didn't have to even try to start that shit. That was just trying to fucking puff your chest out and take a piss on something and act like you're the biggest dog in the yard. It could, the, the whole thing could have never happened by Habib and his crew not fucking with Artem. That That's my take on it. Disagree with it if you want, but uh, that's fine. But I think it could have all easily had been avoided had they not even started that situation in the first place. Okay, cool. Good talk. I, 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 I got nothing. I got nothing. I gave you my point. I, I got nothing. I got no rebuttal. Okay. You want to talk about something else? Yeah. All right. Because I'm done talking about comic. You Okay, you brought it up. All right. Co-main event. Rose versus uh, Joanna. What do you think about that one? I thought it was a good fight by Rose. She dominated early. Joanna came back in the uh, in the early or the third and and a good part of the fourth. And then I thought, you know, towards the end of the fight or the end of the fourth, Rose started turning it on more, and I think that's where. Some of the judges gave her another round in the on the scorecard because I had it scored three to two personally, but because there was like uh what was it? I was trying to remember what the score was, but it was like forty. Yeah, I, I I don't remember the actual scores because I write down mine, but I had it. Let's see, I only gave one round to Joanna. See, I gave it might have been, it might have been the fourth. Uh, I think yeah, it was, the fourth. was it the fourth? See, I would have if I was gonna give her one, only one, I would have given her the third. See, she she ended it strong, but I think that's where uh, Rose got tired and she came out tired the second round, and Joanna came out strong the third round. Sorry, the third, fourth round. I thought yeah. she. I just thought she did more to her in the third as far as starting to establish her, her control again and, and with the the damage with the leg kicks and stuff where I, I just I thought Rose was ending stronger in the in the fourth and then going back into the fifth. And obviously she took the fifth, but it was a great fight. No, it was definitely an awesome fight. Uh Joanna definitely respect came in respecting her power a lot more than in the than in the first fight. I mean, I give a lot of credit to Ioana f- to be able to uh, overcome her early frustrations with not being able to execute her game plan. Well, no, well, jo- uh, not Joanna. Rose was slipping a lot. She was coming in and uh, she was really resetting herself a lot. Uh, not a lot better, but really well. She was coming in, landing like one, two, three strikes, and then exiting very well, but then uh, coming in very well again. She was resetting her striking very well, her distance. She yeah. knew how to manage herself very well. And she wasn't letting Joanna get comfortable at all trying to land her strikes. Using a lot of slips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A um, lot of uh, ankling off. Yeah, go She just had Joanna thinking a lot. And um, they were both kicking the shit out of each other's legs. Joanna especially. I mean, Rose's entire leg was on both sides was redder than fuck. Well, I think that's what affected her in the third and fourth round. It did. Definitely, it slowed her movement down. She wasn't able to slip the punches as well, and that's well, where Joanna was able to start taking advantage of it and capitalizing. Well, yeah, well Joanna was, uh, yeah, she was able to catch her now. She was able to fucking she she was actually able to time her now because she wasn't able to slip out all the way. Her right, fucking movement was limited, so Joanna was able to take. Uh, I I can see where they they gave her the the, the third. After looking at the box, I see the – I think she out, outstruck her third and fourth. Okay. I gave her the fourth. But um, I, I just saw her come – I think it was more even in my eyes just because I saw half and half – half for Rose and then half uh, more towards the end for Joanna. And that's where I definitely saw her picking up. 
and then she came on strong fourth. But in the fifth, uh, we saw Rose going back to the game plan of efficiency. And then I think she landed the takedown towards the end. Yeah. Well, she couldn't. She really was still unable to slip, but she was just instead of waiting and then trying to counter and catching her with a couple things and slipping out, she just started trying to go at Joanna in the in the fifth. Was taking the fight to her a little bit more and having she she closed her eye up really good with that left hook, so it made it easier for her to catch her with those left hands. <laughs> And I don't know if you if if it looked like it to you, but to us, it looked like she flattened her nose out pretty good. She was definitely catching her a lot on that nose. Yeah, her and nose looked broken to me. She got a big snouter on her, so yeah. I wouldn't invite her to cocaine parties, but she was definitely getting it flattened out. Yeah. But uh, awesome fight, man. It was definitely an awesome fight. Uh I don't know how it graded on the card, man. Just because we had, well, I think we had better fights down towards the lower end of the card. Well, not lower end of the card, just under this. Yeah. This card, I think. I think we kind of dropped down. I think we hit our peak at Zabit, and I think we kind of came down from there. It kind of fell down off of there. Even in the main event, you know, those uh, Habib was so dominant, but it just wasn't as exciting. As the Rose one, as is the beat one, and I forget which other one. I think there was a finish break before that. The chaotic, I think Catter. No, Catter didn't get finished, but I think it was a pretty good fight from what I remember. Uh, Grotzmeyer and Lozon. Oh, Grotzmeyer, Lozon. Okay, yeah, Grotzmeyer got Gr- uh, Grotzmeyer when he yeah, closed, he put, yeah, closed Lozon's eye and they fucking called the fight. Yeah, but he was, he was putting it on it, but uh. Anything else on Rose and Joanna? I got nothing else. I just thought it was an awesome fight. Awesome now, performance. Rose. I'm interested to see now Rose and uh, Jessica and Judge. Oh, the takedowns, right? Yeah. That's the question. Mm, I think Rose would be all right. She's got really good takedown defense. And she's good on the ground. That's where she wants to be. Yeah. I mean, her striking has improved a ton. And she's gotten way more confidence in it over the years, but she's always been good on the ground. Couldn't be good to see. Uh, Hanato Muikano looked really good. Looked really good. Actually, yeah, that one that one was the one right before it. The Moicano one. Moicano yeah. Catter. Yeah. Uh, Moicano using the leg kicks very effectively. I think we saw a lot of leg kicks used in the whole card very effectively. He uh he stopped Catter from coming forward, which was Catter's game plan. I don't know if he was trying to get it to the floor as much, but uh he only attempted two takedowns due to the fact that Moncano was moving very well using the leg kick. Yeah Moncano was kicking the shit out of his legs. Yeah. Uh good fight. Good fight. But like I said this was a good fight but after there's a beat when it kind of started going down. And that, yeah, was... it's kind of hard after a fight like like uh, Zabit and, and Bochniak or Bok- yeah. Bosniak. Whatever. People were booing the Cater one, the Cater yeah. one, because because of the of the Zabit uh, Bosniak one. Well, Just, I mean, uh, the way that that Bosniak wouldn't die, especially yeah. at the end when he was coming on strong. Zabit's got to work on his cardio. He was dead. Yeah. By the end yeah, of the fight. That, that could have been effective because Bosnian was such a fucking beast. Just he would not get finished. Right. Yeah, he was he wouldn't go down. But uh Zabit called out uh, uh Yair. Yair. I love Yair, so I do not want to see that due to the fact that I do not want to see Yair get his ass beat. But that's good. That that would be a badass fight, actually. That would be a fun fight. Make it happen. I mean, that's a bad fight for. I mean, it could be potentially a bad fight for Yair for sure, especially. I th- I, I I lean that way too. Well, especially with Mark Henry being being Zabit's coach, yeah. and Frankie Edgar picking apart Yair. Mm-hmm. And Zabit seems to be very very well rounded, even in the ground game, yeah. like takedown. 
So. Oh, yeah. Sambo, man. Yeah. Fucking uh, Dagestanis, man. Yeah. And then uh, we had Joe Lozon versus Chris. Grit. Gritzmeyer. Gritzmeyer. Grit. Thanks for that. Yeah, Gritzmeyer. Thanks for the help there. I got you, brother. Joe looked really uh, strong at the beginning of the fight. Um, I yeah, he looked very strong. He came on very, he came on very strong, trying to finish it right away. Just couldn't do um, it. Um, so I think we both went sour on Chris just because we didn't know who he was and we like Lozan, right? What picks initially, but Gretzmeyer came out to. Came out to Grand Van Fleet. Yeah, I called it as soon as it started. I was like sitting in the room with everybody, and I was like, "Yo, this is Greta Van Fleet." And yeah, none of those guys taking, knew. I was taking notes, and I hear it, and I'm like, "I'm like, oh, they're playing in the arena. That's awesome." And I was taking notes and shit, and then I look up, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that's his walkout song. That's fucking awesome." So I'm like, I tweeted, "I'm like, man, props to this motherfucker." I saw it. I saw it. I liked it on uh, on Facebook. Yeah, because I, I love me some Greta Van Fleet recently. Goddamn right. nuts. Mother bandwagon. Shout out to Michigan. Goddamn right. Flint, Michigan. Detroit. 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 Detroit, Michigan. Detroit. But uh, yeah, Joe Lozan, they have to end the, the fight after the second because his eye closed up pretty bad. I was honestly surprised Mark Gliotta didn't stop it before the end of the first. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like he wanted to, but wouldn't pull the trigger. Then uh, we had Carolina Kowalkowitz versus Feliz Herrig. Did I say that right? Uh, you hear it different ways because I, I, I always thought it was Kowalkowitz, but Joe always says Kowalkowitz, but you know, I don't know, man. I, I say Kowalkowitz, but that's the way I'd heard it before. This was a pretty exciting fight as well. It was a good fight. It was a really yeah. good fight. Felice has looked really good um, mm-hmm. recently since she pulled her shit together and and, out. and to be honest, I think she had her shit together in this fight. I, I just think, think she did Carolina. Too. I think just Carolina knew what to do to stop it. She's like, "You're going to come in for this clinch game, and you're going to try to take me down. I'm going to stuff the takedown, work the clinch, and throw these fucking elbows in your face, bitch." She was fucking elbowing the shit out of Felice, but Felice was coming out strong though. She was tough. Yeah, Felice is tough as hell. She's won me over over recently. I, I think she came in with a bitchy attitude from the Ultimate Fighter. I saw her on there. And then she came in losing, and then recently, over the past like four or five fights, she's put on strong performances. Mm-hmm. I am not impressed by her performance, and uh, but this time I have been. So she's been winning me over recently. Yeah, but I, I still gave it to Carolina. Yeah, me too. Carolina looked good tonight. Uh, Ashley Evan Smith picked up the win over Beck Rollins. Uh, not the best fight, but Evan Smith I, I, did enough. I liked it. Yeah, not the best fight in the card, but I think they put on a good fight. Yeah, uh, I think Ashley Smith just didn't pour it on when I think she could have. I think that I think that's why we're kind of like uh, because I think we I think we knew she had opportunities to finish it or to pour it on and to try to stop her, but and she didn't. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of output. I mean, three hundred thirty-seven fucking punches thrown. Jesus yeah. Christ, and that kind of just. Uh, she kind of just waited back and kind of counter. She, she was a smaller fighter. She kind of got bullied. That's what I was going to say. I mean, Ashley Evan Smith is a big 125er. She's cutting down from 135, where Beck's coming up from 115. So, but I think I think Ashley's better off at 125. <laughs> She's able to use her her uh, size a little bit more and. She looked comfortable. Yeah, she definitely looked comfortable. Yeah, she didn't look sucked in. She had a little bit of give in her body. She wasn't completely tight. So I think she was fighting comfortable at 125. Yeah, I agree. Not so heavy. I agree. And then, uh, we have any more fights? Yeah, Clark, uh, Devin Clark. Yeah, Clark got the, just pretty much Russell fucked. Mike Rodriguez. I think he did what he had to do. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, you had to see. But I, I, I missed the I missed the first round of the fight because I had okay. ran to go grab that giant ass pizza. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez hit like a Mack truck. Every time he hit, it was boom. So I think Devin Clark had no choice but to grapple him. 
didn't take it to the ground or try to get it to. Well, he did. He did get it to the ground a bunch. Of Seven of eleven. Seven eleven, brother. Get some fucking slurpees. Well, you know, if you see that fucking USA wrestler logo on somebody, that you're getting taken down. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, on the, it's on his calf, right? Yeah, he's got that big ass USA wrestling logo on his calf. Do they all get it on their calves? Nah, uh, some guys get it like up on their uh, shoulder. Weidman uh, has it on his back, right on the shoulder. Yeah, Weidman has it on his shoulder. Uh, Tony's got one somewhere. Uh, I mean, most most guys have it. If they have tattoos that were wrestlers, they have it. At least in, in college and shit. I think Bones had one or has has one. John Bones Jones. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Well, that was the last fight, right? Yeah, uh, Dunham and OAM. Oh, we skipped that one, right? Yeah. We totally skipped it. So that was the finish. Was that the only finish? No, there was other stoppages because of this guy's eye. Yeah, because of Joe. But that was the only other stoppage. Mm-hmm. But this one was a real, real stoppage where Dunham took some knees to the body and you called the win. Couple but minutes. I think we were both thinking differently. I think I was like, I think he's going to be able to stop the submission. You're like, nah, he's going to submit him. Yeah. Need him. Olivier is like, fuck you both. I'm going for this shit real Dude, quick. Dude, knees to the fucking liver. Just shut yeah. Dunham down. Yeah, and then he just hit him up in the knee, in the face with the knee. Like so. Night night. Do you remember Lasso Bipo from Mad TV? Yeah. I break your back on my knee like so. <laughs> I love me some old school Mad TV. I do too. Fucking uh, Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, look what I can do. Yeah, besides all the all the fuck ups on this card and all the losses on the card. Which all in all. Which are all Ryan's fault. Yeah. It's Gypsy Ryan. That goddamn gypsy. I think that's why we're kind of at it today. We need to take out our anger on somebody. You know yeah. what? What better place than Full Heel Podcast, brother? I've been waiting to take my anger out on Ryan, and he's bailed on me twice now. Man, well, it's a, it's a swap cast, but on YouTube, it's going to say Full Heel Podcast on them. We know. We all know. We sh- yeah. Yeah. It's, it's this Ryan's fault. Ryan didn't show yeah. up to let me yell at him because <laughs> he did all this shit to these cards. He well, re- thanks for letting me get it out. You know? Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for coming at me all aggressive. I still love you, Jeff. I still love you too, brother. (laughs) It just took a few minutes of awkward silence. I I I had to stop because I was too heated. I'm like, I'm done. I can't I can't keep going. I can't I gotta stop. I gotta stop the gears. I couldn't slow down. I'm like, it was was just too much. And I'm like, you know what? Damn them real quick. But then we got right back on track. That's right. That's right. I I needed that. I needed. I just needed to stop. I was. I'm glad it didn't continue. It was uncomfortable. No, I'm like I I see your devil's advocate point, but fuck that point (laughs) because he needs to be punished. But that's it, you know. Yeah, let's not let's not stir (laughs) it up again. Yeah. But uh, awesome first swap cast for UFC 223. Yeah, for Average Joe's and Full Hill Podcast. I'm glad we did this. I'm excited to do more of these after the fights. Um, yeah, we got another fight next week. Yeah, we got another fight next week, so I'm going to do my homework for that. And uh, I'm going to hang out with my nephews tomorrow, hit up Meatheads, have a fat-ass time with my family. Any final thoughts, Jeff? Nah, I'm going to yeah. fucking play Far Cry and... Well, I don't know if you want to talk. I'm trying to end it because, you know, you're an hour ahead of me. I can keep going if you want to keep going, but I know you want to play some Far Cry too, and I'll probably get some gaming in. Oh, but, I'm... Uh, nah, I got I got nothing. Uh, for you Full Heel Podcast listeners, come on over and check out The Average Joes. Yeah, check them out. Um, I'm on there every Tuesday and Thursday. That's right. I'll share it more. Um, we, we, we argue a whole lot less. Yeah, we argue a whole lot less. Today, you know... <laughs> I think this is like our first real argument. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually it's me and Ryan. Me and Ryan fight. That's what we do. We always fight. 
Our yeah. first, our first fucking after the bell was, I think, it was McGregor and Mayweather, and Ryan was drunk, and we ended up getting into a fight about something. Like I was trying, it was, it was a kind of a similar situation. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, and he's mm-hmm. not, and he's not trying to hear it. Yeah, I was. I'm like Jeff. I'm not trying to hear this devil's advocate shit right now. I'm not. I'm not digging McGregor. They might get rid of the spicy chicken sandwich, and then and then I'm fucked. <laughs> They'll never get rid of the spicy chicken sandwich. That better become a fucking menu staple now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. My final thoughts: Hang out with your family a lot more. I'm hanging out with my nephews tomorrow. Checking out a burger spot. That I used to work at in Champagne that has uh, you know pretty good burgers. Are you going Me- to Champagne? No, they have one here. Oh, so word, word. Uh, they they opened up like towards Champagne and they've been moving up. So they, I think it was Bloomington and they've been moving towards like more this way and trying to expand more. And like I, they got a couple spots in Chicago. They did it when I first was there. I think they had just been open for a year and it was quite popular because they you know it's a good burger spot. And they got variety. That's the only thing. Oh, yeah. So hang out with your family. You know, go do something with them. Uh, Marvel Avengers is coming out soon. Damn right it is. Yeah, go watch it with them. April 26th. Yeah, April 26th. I'll see it before I come see you. Yeah, you're going to see it that Thursday. You better not ruin it. You know I won't ruin it. Yeah. I'm going to give you a bunch of fake spoilers. (laughs) You're not gonna ruin it for me. No, I'm not gonna ruin it for you. I'll never ruin it for anybody. That's terrible. All right. So how are we gonna end this? I don't know how we're gonna end this. Uh, Who wins it? Uh. Well, I mean, I can. I mean, I was just gonna start playing the music and and end it. But... Well, actually, yeah, it doesn't matter. Once we say we end it, I can just stop it. So okay. You started it. Should I end it? Sure. All right. For Jeff from the Average Joe's MMA Show. I'm Rafael Chatters from the Full Hill Podcast. Thanks a lot for joining us. Peace out.